This audio recording is produced by Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, also known as FA. FA is a program based on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. It is free and open to anyone who wants to stop eating addictively. The following is one FA member's story of recovery. The opinions expressed here are those of the individual member and do not represent FA as a whole. If you are new or uncertain about FA, we encourage you to listen to several stories to gain an understanding of what the program offers. For information on the FA program, please visit our website, foodaddicts.org. I came into program when I was 36 years old because I couldn't stop eating. I had tried everything before, and nothing worked, and I was getting worse and worse. I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. I came in at 126. My highest weight was 130. But I knew I was in trouble because I couldn't stop eating. And I knew I was in this package and I kept eating and eating. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to become a fat person. And I don't want to do that. And at that time at 36, I was getting bigger and my life was getting smaller and smaller. Um, and I had tried everything else. I had tried, um, I tried a lot of um, spiritual programs, um, adult children of alcoholics, Al-Anon, um, CODA meetings, and nothing worked. Therapy, I went to trauma therapy, um, and nothing worked. I got, I got worse and worse and worse until my therapist wanted me to go into um, inpatient, addiction, uh, inpatient mental health for depression. I'm like, I'm not depressed. I'm not that depressed. I'm not suicidal. I'm not de- that depressed. And my insurance ran out. So, um, so I didn't, I didn't want to spend any more money. I was $6,000 in debt because I had done all these spiritual programs. I had a business that I was running and I was charging everything for that business on my credit card and I was having no money coming in. So I was like, no, I want to get out of my debt first. So I worked towards getting out of my debt in that following year. I went to a nutritionist. She gave me a nutrition plan and I did it. It was like every two hours I had to eat something and I was grateful. And then I did it for a week. I went down to 115 and then I could never go back to that diet again. I could never go back to that nutrition plan again. And then I was in really trouble. That's when my disease I got because I lost control of the food and that's what really, really scared me. I grew up, food was my comforter. Food was my security blanket. I was born a food addict. I really believe I was born a food addict. I'm the youngest of five, and I had fear, doubt, and insecurity from a very young age. But as soon as I, as soon as I was born, I wanted to escape. My, um, I heard you know my mom telling me a story that my godmother, I slept for more than 24 hours, and my godmother was like, "You gotta wake that baby up. You gotta feed her." But I could sleep. I could eat as a way of escape, you know. Um, and food was my comforter. I did not know how to ask for help. Um, so I was the youngest of five, and my mom started to have kids at 32. And in the 60s, when you had babies at 32, that was considered old. So she had me when she was 37 years old. So yeah, I was the baby. And my family, my siblings, I have three older sisters and an older brother. And my three sisters, my two older sisters, they took care of me. They definitely took care of me. I hated going to school because I was afraid. Yeah, and I can remember in fourth grade, my oldest sister's teacher, who was named the same name as I, my name, she gave me this sugar product for a certain holiday. And I held on to that certain product. I did not want to eat it. It was like my security blanket. And if you would have told me that I was a food addict at 20 years old, I said, no way, I'm not a food addict at 20. I can take or leave it. That was the thing I grew up. I was 
skinny. I was hyper. I got into sports so I could eat anything I wanted to. The weight didn't come on me, you know. I'd have these huge breakfasts and the weight still didn't come on. High school was great because I had the structure that I needed. At 16 years old, I knew something was wrong with me and I didn't know what. And I, and I had a relationship with the higher power. And I always searched for the meaning of life, you know. And since 16 to 36, I was searching. I was searching, what's the meaning of life? What's my purpose? And my disease just got worse and worse and worse, you know. On the outside, it looked good, you know. I had a job. I had a car. You know, I had, I had you know, relationship with my family members. But I was miserable on the inside. Before program, I always faced my actions on fear. I never trusted myself before program. I always went to other people to um, help me make my decisions or fear to make my decisions, you know. I was grateful that I had sports. I was good at sports, and that gave me the structure. If I had structure, then I was okay. Unstructured time, I would just eat. You know, growing up, my mom would help us get involved with activities like sports activities in the summer. I'd play softball. I'd play tennis. Um, but those days that we didn't have those structure, what did we do? We hung out at the mall, and we just ate. We just ate all day. Or I watched TV and ate, you know, watched the soap operas all day long or watched the game shows in the morning, you know. So, and I didn't know how to relate to people. I was a very, very shy kid. And college years were, were like my, my worst years. I was very depressed. And again, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, you know. So I just went, I just made a decision. Like my other sisters went to this college, local college, and I commuted. And then the last year, my, my parents sold the house, so I had nowhere to go, and I was too afraid to live in the dorms. And I remember at 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I would just eat. I would eat a flour product thinking that was going to pick me up. Or in the morning, I was anxious and nervous. I'd have caffeine and sugar thinking that that was going to calm me down. So that's the way I lived my life before program. And then, and then in my 20s, I started seeing this um, cognitive behavioral therapist. I went down to Philadelphia for grad school thinking I'm doing the geographical cure. Like in college, it was no fun. It was depressed. I didn't date until I was 24 years old because of my fear. I thought I was ugly. I hated myself. I was embarrassed about myself. And again, I didn't have weight to lose. And I just felt, I felt full, fat, and ugly all the time before program. So I went down to grad school. And that's when Right before my last year of college, that's when my I started binge eating. I started going out in the middle of the night, going to fast food restaurant, eating a bunch of junk food, and then feeling full physically, but still empty on the inside. And I didn't understand that. And that's when I started to get obsessed with my weight. I started to get obsessed with what I put in my body, the food I ate, and my body image was distorted. So I went down to Philly, went to grad school started working. Then I worked another job. So like I have addictive personality. In before program, I was totally on survival mode. I didn't trust myself. I didn't know how I was going to make it in life without people because I depended on people to take care of me, totally to take care of me. And God got me through um, college, grad school. I moved back to New England area. And that's when my addiction started. It was weird because my addiction, my food increased and then my spiritual searching increased too at the same time. I started doing um, Tai Chi. I started doing Reiki. I went to adult children of alcoholics, CODA meetings, thinking that it was other people's problems. I got rid of my job. I was in a mental health field for 10 years. I got rid of my job thinking that's what 
that's what's causing me all this stress. My relationship with my family, that's what's causing me to eat so much. And I got rid of everything and here I am, I'm landscaping and I'm still eating, still obsessed with my body. And now I couldn't control the food anymore. And I was like, wow, what am I gonna do? So the December before, I came in January 2001 and that December I, I started seeing a medicine woman and she gave me this great meditation um, and I told her, I said, I don't, I don't want to eat sugar anymore. I don't want to eat sugar. And my blood pressure was fine. My weight was fine. Everything physically was fine. And she's like, you can have it. I'm like, no, I can't have it. I had this awesome meditative experience. And she was like, she was offering me sugar product at the time. During the session, I said, no. So I had this great meditation. I left that place and I just went and I ate. And I went and got some flour product. And I was like, this is crazy, you know? And then finally, because I was, I was, you know, I was a believer. I had a higher power and I belonged to a church and this church had a newspaper and a flyer fell out of the newspaper and it was a novena. And the novena is where you pray, was a two week novena where you pray for some, for one week you pray and then you thank for the second week. And so thank God I, I prayed and I said, I, I need, I'm hopeless. I can't, I, I can't do this anymore. And I don't want to do this anymore. And lo and behold, within that two-week period, I said, fine, I'll go to OA. And I knew OA wasn't it for me, another 12-step. But I said, okay, I'll go there. And then next to that information was uh, Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous. And I was like, that's it. I'm a food addict. And I went to the meeting, and I was like relieved because other people were talking about how they couldn't control the way that they ate. And that was the question on the flyer. Are you having trouble controlling the way that you eat? And I was like, yes. And I was like relieved. I was like, great. I'll just go to one meeting a week. No problem. And then that week I didn't binge at all on the food. But then that Saturday night, I, I babysat my niece, niece and nephew at the time. That one bite, that one bite took me over the edge and I couldn't control the food anymore. So the next day I got a, I got a net based sponsor. She gave me a food plan and I just cried. I'm like, oh my God, what if this doesn't work? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I had exhausted everything. She said, just try it for one day. Try it for one day. So I did. I tried it for one day and um, I didn't think it was going to work for me that week. I felt fat. I was given a maintenance plan. I got three meals, good meals a day. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight. And then I said, okay, God, if you want me to gain weight, I'll gain weight. I just don't want to be eating the way I was eating. So I ate the food plan, what I committed. Within that week, I weighed myself. With A week later, I weighed myself and I lost 90 pounds. And then I was like, oh my God, my head and my body are disconnected. I need help. I, and then I made that decision. I'm going to trust this woman who was my sponsor. I'm going to trust the literature. I'm going to trust what's in the, um, the meeting format. And I'm just going to do what they tell me to do. They say, you know, do, stay abstinent is the way to do service. Showing up at your meetings early at 10 of, you know, 10 of the hour, putting away the chairs, setting up the literature. It's like, okay, I can do that. You know, I needed concrete behavioral things of not to eat addictively, you know, and then they gave me the tools, you know, they told me to get on my knees and ask God for help. And I called the sponsor. I called other people for support. I prayed. And no matter what, no matter what they told me, no matter what, no matter what, just don't eat. And they told me, if you do this program as it's laid out, and you put your recovery first, your life is going to be first class. So after that first week, I made that decision. Well, 
it took me a couple of months to really like, to really like be all in because I, I doubted, I doubted if I could do it. I'm like, how can I keep going at three meetings? How can I keep this up? And I thought, well, how can you not? Where are you going to go? I mean, where are you going to go? You can't go back. You can't go back to what you were doing. And I didn't have any other plan. So I said, okay, fine. I'll just do it for 90 days. And after 90 days, I'm out of here. And so once I finally gave that surrender and just did the program, I got better. I got better in the fellowship and the support that I received in this program and I continue to receive. The promises have come true. I have a life that's second to none. My life is different. I don't go to drive throughs and just eat, 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 and then go to the um, next convenience store or the next drive through That's a miracle. That's a miracle. And the miracle today is that I don't want to eat. You know, I have, I have my weight and measured meals with nothing in between. It's committed. I commit it to my higher power. If I'm having some food thoughts or struggling, I have a way out. I have a way out, not go back to the food, you know. I was hoping to receive what I receive in this program from the food. I do have physical, I have physical recovery. I'm in a thin body. I'm in my right size body, not too thin, not too heavy. Um, I'm in my right size mind and I have a right size spirit because when I came in, I thought I was superior to everybody. Look at what I'm doing. I'm doing Reiki. I'm doing Tai Chi. And now I'm meditating. I'm doing quiet time every day. And I'm weighing and measuring my meals. I'm not eating flour and sugar, you know, until one person said like, oh, no, we do this just to be average, just to be average, you know. So I do have a life that's second to none. And I worked this program the way it was laid out. And I received the promises of the program. I go to my meetings. I do service. You know, they said gratitude, abstinence, and service. And so when I'm having a bad day or when I have those food thought days, I go back to gratitude. Like, thank you, God. It's not my food. And how can I help another, how can I help another person um, recover from food addiction? Because there's an answer. You know, before, if you talk to me, I was just full of problems. I didn't have any solution. Now I can pass on a solution that works. That really works once once I made that decision just for today. And it's a daily decision. And I was grateful to get that this program is based on Bill W. because Alcoholics Anonymous, because I knew that I have a daily reprieve from my addiction. You know, I can either activate my addiction or activate my recovery. And every time I do an action towards recovery, I'm away from the food. I'm away from my fear, doubt, and insecurity, you know. So I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to share with you my experience, strength, and hope. I hope I've helped another person choose recovery because it's the decision. And that's the best decision. I couldn't make any decision before program. I couldn't commit to anything because it depended on what I felt like. Another thing I learned in program is that the first thing I learned is that not to base my actions on feelings. And I had to ask my sponsor, if you don't base your actions on feeling, what do you base it on? She says, facts. I was like, oh, okay. And so now I have, I have tools to help me to live life on life's terms. You know, I, it wasn't that I had a food problem. It was that I had a life problem. Yeah. So God has given me a solution to the biggest problem that I ever had, you know. And as long as I don't eat today, as long as I help out another food addict in recovery and show up for life, life is okay. You know, I can live life on life's terms. You know, it's a miracle that I went through COVID not eating. 
I made a decision. God helped me to be better. And that's what this program is, teaches me, how to be the best person I can be. Because of my food addiction and because of recovery, I can be the best person I can be. You know, And I searched for that for 20 years. 20 years. How can I be a better person? How can I be the person that my high power wants me to be? So my life has changed. You know, all, all I wanted to do was to get married and have kids. And I was 36 and I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because of my fear. I had fear of intimacy. I didn't know. And I worked this program. And within five years, I uh, met the person that I've married today. In 2008, we got married. And that was like a whole new learning curve of how to be with a person in recovery because I was in recovery for five years before I met him. So yeah, so I don't have to do anything alone today. This program has helped me, just helped me to live life on life's terms. You know, and all I, when I came in, I was like, okay, all I wanted to do is get married and have kids. And so when we were trying to have kids, I was like 43, almost 44 years old. And biologically, I couldn't have kids. And we made a decision not to, not to adopt. And in my recovery, what happened was I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get what I wanted. And I went to my resentment. I went to depression. I didn't leave the results of that decision in God's care. I thank God that um, part of the recovery is studying the 12 steps. And by working through that AWOL, I realized like, no, I make the decision and now I leave the results in God's care. And since then, I did have a break in 2016 because of that, because my obsession came back with the food, my compulsiveness came back with the food. And my higher power was behind me. I was not letting my, I was not trusting my higher power. I went back to day one to say, okay, God, I'm doing this program because I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to hurt myself and I don't want to hurt other people. So it cleared the playing field, not because I wanted to have kids or get married or have a great job. That was another thing. I have, I have a job that I've had now for 17 years. I was always changing my jobs. Every four years I would change my job. I was restless. I was restless, discontented. And in this program, I learned to practice being satisfied. And so I've been in this job for 17 years. I have a great boss. I've always been taken care of and provided for as long as I ask God for help and do the next right thing. So I'm grateful to be here. I hope I've helped another person choose recovery because it may be hard at the beginning, but yeah, I have all the support I need in this program. And everything has changed. You know, my relationship with my parents changed. I learned to love them. I learned to say, I love you. Um, I helped them when they passed. It would be like seven years in November for my mom and six years for my dad. Um, I showed up for that relationship because of FA. You know, Al-Anon taught me that I have a disease and they have a disease. I have a higher power. They have a higher power and I'm not their higher power. And FA has taught me that I can live in God's grace and let people be who they are because I have a solution. I'm not looking for other people to take care of me or to solve my problems. My higher power helps me with that. And then the fellows in this program and other people, they help me guide me to my, to my higher power and help me do the next right thing. So I thank you for listening. And it's a, been a privilege to share with you my experience, strength, and hope. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. To hear additional recordings or to learn more about Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous, you can visit our website, foodaddicts.org.